You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. get another market perspective. Talk a little bit about uh, some ideas of where to put your investment dollars. Avi Deshpande is back with us, founder and chief investment officer at Centerstone Investors. He's here in our Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio. Nice to see you again. Hi, Carol. Hi, Jason. I said to you, uh, so how would you sum up 2019? Good year? Strange year? <laughs> fun? You know, it's Kept been, us on our toes? It's been a lot of fun. Much much more fun than this time last year, if you remember, as we were talking earlier. Yeah. The end of last year was punctuated with a very steep and sudden decline in the stock market, followed in January, which was one of the best Januaries in so many years. And then um, we're ending the year uh, kind of opposite to what we did last year. I mean, well, knock on wood, we still have a couple weeks to go. And you, as I just mentioned, anything can happen in a couple of weeks. But right. We have right now, though, a very different environment than we did last year. What Last year was a, really a concern over recession, interest rates, monetary policy, Europe, Brexit, blah, blah, blah. The list goes to China trade. Every, everything was sort of arrayed against um, kind of sentiment in the stock market. And this year is ending, <coughs> excuse me, quite differently. Um, I think in... Uh, Particularly, in uh, what's in store for international investors is finally a good thing. I think in 2016, 2017, 2018, I was just saying, hey, international markets are cheaper. They've underperformed. And the inevitable question was, well, what's going to change that? What's right. the catalyst, right? So now, actually, we have got a series of catalysts. Uh, so the timing is much more, um, I don't know if it's tomorrow, but the timing is, it's, it's here. I can see it. It's not forever away. And what are the most important catalysts that you're thinking of? Well, the first most important, oh, the most important thing clearly is Brexit. Yeah. That vote having uh, cleared the decks for a, uh, not, it's not that there's not going to be a Brexit, but now there's clear leadership on both sides of the pond, uh, on, on both sides of the uh, channel to be able to negotiate an exit. Uh, so that's the no, the no Brexit kind of hard Brexit scenarios are pretty much off the table. Although, again, I say this with the, you know, there's always a grain of salt someplace. Sure. But I mean, I know we talked Brexit with you before. I mean, I'm not sure anyone really thought that last week was going to be as definitive as it seemed politically. No. And then, well, you see um, you see the results of that in the stock market in the UK is up strongly. The British pound is up strongly. But as importantly, as in terms of as a sign of how uh, how 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 generally it affected sentiment. You see, euro recovering. You see stocks, trade oriented stocks that have you know that are linked to Europe recovering in Asia that are listed in Asia. So it was a pretty broad per- pervasive blanket that was was kind of um, laying on top of much of the non U S markets. So that is another that is the that's a very good catalyst. So another, you like Europe for twenty twenty? Europe, yes. Uh, I've well you liked it for a while because of valuations, but you just didn't have the just didn't have the catalyst in place. So now, now you do. Now you also have a new um, central. Ba- this is catalyst number two. Is a central bank governor is now Christine Lagarde, and you know they don't need another monetary experimentation in there. They need a politician to get um, the, Ber- the Germans to loosen up the purse strings a little bit, allow everyone else to borrow money at zero percent interest rates, regardless of what the morality of borrowing might mean to you. When you can't, when you don't have to pay anything to borrow money, and you've got a fiscal problem and an economic malaise problem, borrow money. And so now you've got a politician in the head of the ECB. Now she talks their language, right? And um, so, and you've already seen now the Bundesbank president yesterday talking about how the Germans should let go of their fetish, quote unquote, about uh, budget uh, balances. And uh, so I think the next step, and this is the first, that's the next catalyst is the change in the guard of at the ECB to a politician, not a, 
uh, again, forget about what this might mean in a philosophical sense, but right. like just from a stock market perspective, th- that lays the groundwork for Europe uh, being able to uh, go down not just the monetary route, now the fiscal uh, borrowing route as and well. And Europe needs it, right? I mean, there was they some disappointed Germany, you know, f- German factory data today. I mean, it's not been um, a good year at all for the euro area. Right. So all of these uh, now, you know, you just need a little bit of sentiment lift and that helps the financial system. There's been a huge weight on the banking system that's been a problem for all of Europe. And now that sentiment is going to slowly become, you know, uh, lighten. And you'll see suddenly the bank stocks becoming much more. uh, They're going to start acting better, is my guess. Um, And in fact, some of them already have. But, you you know, you could have there have been many false starts. But I think this is the beginning of a trend higher now for many, many years. So you don't just have the valuations in place. You've got fiscal policy, political uh, system. And then you've got this, you know, hey, Europe, a land of free health care and, you know, kind of moderate climate and social policies in comparison to what's going on in other parts of the world kind of looks like a pretty safe destination for your capital. And so as you think about the trade worries seeming to recede as well, does that filter through to markets beyond sort of U.S., China and the obvious players? Uh, the main, uh, I, I, I think the main impact that the trade, um, this phase one kind of um, deal does is it just allows us to kick the can down the road a little bit. The bigger, uh, the, I, but I think that this is just going to be an ongoing um, you know, problem that we have with China, the United States has with China. And it's this is probably like inning number eight and then bottomless inning number of <laughs> games, you know? Right. So I would say that this just sticks with us for a long, long period of time. Deja vu all over again. So wait, all right. So you like Europe. You have been liking Europe for a while, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. U.S.? Uh, U.S., um, you know, has had a, I'd, I'd say in relative terms, I like U.S. less. Okay. It's reflected in Centerstone's portfolios. We have a lot more in Europe than Just the United States. Just a valuation thing at this point? Valuation. Also, prospective earnings growth um, looks better in Europe than it does here. Um, and in particular, you know, if you get a, um, you, if you get head, uh, tailwinds, what were headwinds if they turn into tailwinds from a fiscal policy side? Because we've had those tailwinds in the United States, and they're going to just increase next year in terms right. of borrowing and deficit spending and whatnot. W- once you get that in place in Europe, um, I think that helps a long ways in terms of uh, extending our ability to look at potential for earnings growth. And that makes Europe a much more interesting destination and the euro as well, too. Well, great to catch up with you. Thank you so much. Um, happy New Year. Happy Have a great New Year. holiday. Thank you. And we'll obviously be talking to you in 2020 as well. Abhay Deshpande, he's founder and chief investment officer at Centerstone Investors in our Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio. Some more enthusiasm. It's I like really it. Upbeat guests. Yeah. Nice way to end the year. Yeah.